Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, and a happy Halloween. <laughs> Although I'm just realizing now you guys probably aren't listening to this on Halloween because I'm recording it on Halloween. So maybe I should put some sort of Thanksgiving sound effect on there or something. I don't know. Anyway, we've got so much to talk about today. We have the Real Houses of Potomac finale and the reunion trailer came out. Real Houses of Salt Lake City. We're going to break that down. Also, the Miami cast was officially confirmed. And I hear this week, probably when you're listening to this podcast, there's supposed to be a trailer for the new Real Houses Miami, which is going to be on Peacock. I'm super excited about that. It's coming in December. And then there's also these rumors about a new Housewives City that's supposed to be announced. And I do believe that's coming this week, too. And I've tried to drop some hints on the podcast. You know, I don't want to... I don't want to let anyone know exactly, but I have heard and I have tried to drop some hints. So I don't know if you picked up on those hints, but I have tried my best. You guys, there's lots coming in the Bravo universe. So let's just start breaking it all down. Let's start with Salt Lake City, you guys, shall we? When you question me, it just triggers. I lost someone over that. Don't question my, don't question what I'm saying. (laughs) You guys, okay, let's just talk about this for at least 46 minutes. Sister Mary, she was in a scene with Whitney and Heather. They were at an Italian restaurant, and they got to the restaurant, they were all trying to say buongiorno, and they are trying to talk Italian. And Mary sits down, and they start talking about her feud with Lisa, because last week, Lisa said something about, she's got to Google what Mary said. And Mary got really triggered by that. And so now she's sitting down at the Italian restaurant, and the gals are like, what's going on? Why were you triggered by that? She says, because of her mother, her mother questioned something, and so now, anytime somebody questions what she says, she gets triggered. And you guys, uh, what? <laughs> you can't say any, so you can't ask any questions to Mary. It's basically what she's saying. She's saying that if you ask her a single question after something she says, if you say, what did you mean by that? Or what is that? Then she's going to get triggered because of her mother. Now, I know that certain things can be triggering, right? We've seen on the shows, we know in our own lives that sometimes things happen and we remember a tragic moment or traumatic experience in our own lives. I understand that and I'm empathetic to that. And you know, I love Mary. I love her so much. I don't want her to leave this program right now. I'm really uh, intrigued by this human being. Although I'm not going to like it if we find out all this stuff that that man was saying is true. You know, that's not going to be great. Um, we're going to all have to rethink that, our, our our allegiance to Mary. But for right now, as it stands on this show and what we're being presented, uh, I just don't quite understand how you can't question anything she says. I mean, all Lisa said was like, oh, I'm going to have to Google that. Okay. So Lisa Barlow, that's all she said. I'm going to have to Google that. And now Mary is saying, don't question me. Because the mom questioned her when she decided to run off with the grandpa. Because the mom wanted to be with the grandpa. Now, this is some Shakespearean shit. Because we know Robert Sr., uh, the grandma, she it was married to the grandma, Mary's grandma. Then the grandma passed away. And then uh, the mom was next in line to marry Robert Sr. But I'm kind of questioning, why was anyone in line to marry Robert Sr.? Shouldn't another family or some other person, human that wasn't related to the grandma who passed, be next in line 
Like, is that, that's not really how things work in my family. And I know this is a different family, so forgive me. But I believe the next person in line should have been someone that we don't know. It shouldn't have been anyone in the Mary Gosby family. And we're all just acting like that's completely normal. Like, oh, the mom was next in line. And then Robert Sr. decided to pass on the mom and was like, no, I want the daughter, the granddaughter, which is all sorts of crazy. And we know Mary doesn't even like the man. So then I questioned too, it's like, well, then wasn't the mom sort of right? Because if she, the mom wanted to marry Robert Sr. and didn't think uh, Mary marrying Ma- Robert Sr. was a good idea, then uh, wasn't the mom correct now that she's watching the show? I don't know if the mom is watching The Real House of Salt Lake City, but wouldn't the mom be watching and see how Mary hates Robert Sr.? And so wouldn't the mom be like, yeah, I was right. They shouldn't have gotten married because they obviously despise each other. I mean, but then... I don't know. None of it makes any sense. It's not for this church, this whole empire of the church. And I hate to even talk about this because I don't want Sister Mary to send Jesus after me. We know she said that. We know she said that. Especially here on All Hallows Eve, you know, I'm concerned to go to sleep at night uh, if if Jesus comes after me. And we love watching Mary on the show. I just have questions. And apparently she hasn't spoke to the mom in 25 years because the mom didn't believe what she said. And one brother went with Mary's mom, side with the mom. And I, I don't even think Lisa is really cognizant of any of this. And I do believe that Lisa can be kind of like a chess player. I do think what they're all saying about Lisa Barlow and how she's doing all these mechanics behind the scenes and stuff. I truly believe that. I think Lisa Barlow is producing a little bit on the side and she's the one who brought, uh, Mary's church member to that party. I think that's all very calculated. I do believe that. However, this Google thing with Mary, I don't believe was calculated. I think that was just an accidental, natural thing. Uh, meanwhile, we didn't even talk about when they sat down at this Italian restaurant, Mary's ordering and she didn't want to eat the raw fish because she thinks that raw fish is going to come alive in her stomach and build a family. <laughs> like, what? I just, I don't, are we not, uh, what's happening? What is happening here? With everything Mary says, is uh, I'm on the edge of my seat, I don't understand it. But she thinks the fish is going to come alive and start a whole family, like fucking Finding Nemo in, this, in her belly. And that's not how fish works, Mary. And maybe that's something she should Google. I hate to say that she should Google it because we know that it might trigger her. But uh, maybe she needs to Google. But I, I, I want the best for Mary. It just, and I think we could all see now why Mary doesn't do group scenes because they're all completely unhinged every time she's in a group scene. It's like completely unhinged. And then I also like when the gal sat down and they were asking like why she was triggered by Lisa. She's like, oh, well, then I got over it. It's like, I feel like all the other women, they're very calculated in terms of like playing a TV show. Does that make sense? Like they know that they're cast in a TV show where they're supposed to start feuds, where they're supposed to have issues. And Mary's not playing by any of those rules. And that's one of the things that we like about Mary. Because uh, in the words of there's something about Mary, there's something about Mary where she doesn't care about uh, what the other women are doing exactly. If she gets mad, she gets mad. She's not thinking 10 steps down, uh, 10 episodes down the line. Does that make sense? She's not thinking about what she's going to, what's going to happen at the reunion or saving herself for next season. Mary is just a wild card completely. And that makes her a good housewife in a lot of ways because oftentimes these women come on the show and they're trying to do what they think a housewife is supposed to do. Mary's not doing any of that. She threw all those rules out the window. She threw them all out the fucking window. She just opened that window and threw them all the fuck out onto the streets. She don't care. She's not playing by none of those rules. Uh, and she's also not playing by the rules of food because she doesn't want a fish family to come up in her belly. I mean, what was that? <laughs> 
Ah, uh, you guys, I'm I'm very fascinated by this woman, and I'm very confused by this woman. I'm going to keep watching. I'm going to watch what happens live. I'm going to watch what happens live. Earlier in the episode, though, we did open on Jen with stew chains, and we got to talk about this too because she's feeding him a banana. She's just feeding this man, who's this uh, this man who's got a family. Jen's got a family, and she, he's working on the computer doing some stuff, which they uh, even gave us a subtitle. What he said because none of it made any sense, and of course we're all on the edge of our seats watching Stu Chains and Jen Shaw all that stuff unfold about the businesses, and she's feeding him a banana, and then she he says we're adding more people, and I just had to get a second pass out. Like what the fuck does that mean, you guys? I have the no. chill. No. I rewound it like 75 times. I just kept rewinding it, rewinding it, rewinding it. I still don't understand what that even means. He said again, and I quote, Stu Chain said to Jen while he was at the laptop, said, we're adding more people and I just had to get a second pass out. What does that mean? I have no idea what that means. It's all very confusing to me. And then she's just feeding him the banana for potassium, giving him some energy or something. Like, what is this business? I don't understand it. And obviously, there's some problems because the feds are coming to the beauty lab and laser 50-minute bow stops parking to get her. Uh, but I don't understand the business. I don't understand it. Then what else? We have this little montage of all the all the gals at home. We see Meredith with Brooks. He's making some smoothies. We see Jenny and the daughter doing Science Saturdays, you guys. science. I love the daughter so much. Give her a show again. Now, I've said that on the podcast before, but we need to get her a show on Peacock. We need to get her a peacock show. She did fart though. I was like, somebody, we need to maybe like, <laughs> if she gets a producer on the peacock show, the producer could say, look, we're not, you can't fart on camera. You know, it's not that kind of show. At least the show I envision. Maybe we could do some sort of hybrid Ace Ventura Science Saturday show. But for now, the show that I'm envisioning the daughter doing is just like a, a Science Saturday where we don't fart. But the the daughter, you know, she could take a acting class or something. We could get her a hosting hosting uh, class, get her a little bit better. Uh, then we cut to Lisa and Jack, the son at the stables, because he's having a party for his line of fresh wolf. And they ask if Jack's got a vision. And we're all pretending this to be his. And maybe some of it is, but I don't believe that Jack wanted to plan a big party with a step and repeat. Because that... I mean, how old is this young man? And I'm good for him. He's starting a business. But it's very obvious to me that Lisa did all of this, and we're all just pretending. And you know I love it. I love it, in the words of Lisa. I love it. But we're all just pretending. And they're doing like this joint charity for for adoption because the dad is adopted. I just don't believe that this was all Jack's idea. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's uh, pessimistic of me. But this is my truth. And even later, we saw him doing a photo shoot for The Fresh Wolf, and Lisa's just, Jack is a mini Lisa. He loves being part of the process. His creative dreams are strong. You know, Lisa is telling us, and I just don't buy it. And then Jen Shaw showed up in that wolf hat, you guys. What the fuck? That wolf hat that she showed up in, I was terrified. I'm not sure I need to wear an animal carcass on my head. I'm not interested. And I don't even love, I don't love seeing fur, any of that kind of stuff on these shows. You know, I'm not... Sorry, call me sensitive, whatever. But I don't like watching them in first. You know, maybe some faux fur or something like that. But then seeing a whole animal carcass, and I was like, I don't think that's faux. I mean, maybe it was, but it looked like uh, just a wolf jumping down on Jen Shah's fucking head. And I'm like, at what point do we need to stop wearing animal carcasses on ourselves? And you know, they probably spent a pretty penny on that. Because they were at a store, and we saw them in a flashback, even her and Lisa trying it on. At the store, it looked like an upscale store. So how much was that wolf carcass that she wore on her head? And was it? maybe it wasn't real. Maybe I just 
am imagining it's real. Maybe they talked about it, it's fake. But I don't, why would you even want a fake one? Why would you want a fake animal carcass head? I mean, at what point do we not need skulls uh, as hats? I That's, call me crazy. Call me crazy, but we don't need skulls as hats. So she's wearing the skull hat, and I was terrified. So yeah, let's break down the mechanics of it. If it was fake, then there's literally a designer somewhere just designing something that looks like a dead skull or a, a wolf skull. And if it's real, then why, what the fuck? I don't know. None of it makes sense to me. Anyway, Lisa then sits down with Jen. And apparently this whole thing about Jen's employee. And there was audio that was leaked. And I remember when this happened on social media, I had heard the audio and it was shocking audio. You could probably go find it somewhere. This was before all the Fed stuff. But I had totally forgotten that this happened. So then when they're sitting down and they're talking about it, I had, it all came back to me. It's all coming back to me now in the words of Celine Dion. And, uh, apparently the audio leaked and they're not allowed to say his name on camera. His, I think it was a his, his or her name on camera. And, uh, the employee says he, oh, it's a he. The employee says he didn't leak the audio. And again, completely forgot about this, but Lisa's asking about it. Jen says she trusted him because he was from Hawaii. And she says, everyone knows I roll deep. Uh, and I have a, my Shah squad around me. I didn't do normal due gil- diligence. And it sounds like Jen doesn't normally do due diligence because that's a hard word to say, due diligence. Uh, because uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. If she did her due diligence, maybe the feds wouldn't come to Beauty Lab and Laser, 15-minute Botox parking to get her on their way to Aspen. So it sounds like maybe she needs to start doing her due diligence because you know, what do I know? I'm just saying maybe she needs to start doing her due diligence a little bit better because First, she's got one employee leaking audio of her berating them, and then she's uh, getting stopped by the feds at Beauty Lab and Laser, Botox 15-minute parking. So there's a lot going on. A lot going on, but they kept bleeping his name. And Jen asks why Lisa brought it up, and apparently because Whitney's given this man gifts. And Lisa thinks it's weird. And really what Lisa thinks is like, I want to start a feud with Whitney, and so this is my in. (laughs) So Lisa's like, do you mind if I confront uh, Whitney about it? And Jen's like, okay, whatever. Like, I felt like Jen didn't really care, but Lisa's like, well, do you mind if I confront her about it? Because I want to start a fight with her. And so that's really what it was about. It had nothing to do with, like, Lisa wanting to protect Jen. She just wanted to start a fight with Whitney. I mean, we all know that. And you can all pretend that's not the truth. But (laughs) that's really what was happening here. Then uh, we cut to Whitney speaking of Whitney blading with her brother. They have a blading club, and I love that. You know, I bought a pair of blades, and I I never went blading in them. I bought a pair of rollerblades. I don't remember when it was a few months ago. You guys heard me on the podcast. I was talking about how I wanted a rollerblade. And I bought them. They came. And then it never happened. And now I tore my rotator cuff. I'm scra- uh, scared to blade around town. So uh, we might never be blading. Those uh, those skates might be stuck in the closet for the rest of time. Like me in 2004, they're stuck in the closet. I'm never wearing those blades. I'm just not doing it. Anyway, Whitney talks about the dad. And I was wondering what happened to the dad, right? Because he was such a big presence on last season. And, uh, you know, he looks like Diane Warren a little bit, but I'm wondering what happened to that man. And apparently, uh, Whitney and the dad had another falling out because he was watching the kids. Uh, Whitney had ordered some delivery, and uh, he yelled at the delivery guy because the delivery guy couldn't find the house. They had the wrong address or something. And the dad apparently wasn't sober. He was trying to hide it. Whitney said, okay, that's it. Uh Uh-uh, I'm done. And she cuts him off. And that's it. That's it. That I'm curious if we'll see the dad again. But Whitney says she's cutting him off. She said, finally got to do it for my own sanity. 
Then we cut to Heather and Meredith with their daughters. Their daughters are both stunning. I mean, honestly, I was just like, look at how gorgeous these young gals are. Truly beautiful. I know they're both young college gals, but they're so beautiful. And I wasn't even really listening to what they were saying. Oh, except for I was paying attention, you guys. Okay. Wow. Wow. There was one big reveal that Heather gave us this episode. And you know I love me some Heather Gay. And now I love her even more, but I also have so many more questions for her. Because she reveals, Heather Gay reveals that she... When she was in college, because Meredith's trying to get to the bottom of Heather being a good time gal. And Heather's like, well, look, I only went on one like spring break. She said, I went to Cancun. But then she reveals she went to Cancun with the little person because she had to assist him or her as a companion. And she thought it was her ticket to see the world. It was a booze cruise with the little person. She was sober. She won a singing competition on this boat. She won vodka, but then I don't even think she drank the vodka. But that's a movie I want to see. I don't know how we can get a scripted version of this, but I would love to see a scripted version of Heather Gay's Cancun trip where she was a companion to a little person because I feel like that's a good, I don't know, a buddy comedy or something. I'm not sure. We'd have to figure out what the tone of it would be. Would it, would it be drama? Would it be comedy? I'm not sure. I think we could do a dramatic version of that. It would be super compelling. But we could also do a comedic, a, a big a road trip comedy between Heather Gay and the the companion person that she was going on the trip with. I don't know. We got to figure that out because I need more information about that whole booze cruise. And I've only been on one booze cruise my whole life. It was a Bud Light party cruise. My best friend Jill and I, we won tickets to it and we got drunk for three days straight. The captain would come over the loudspeaker and be like, there's free Bud Light on the pool deck. And then everyone would have to run to the pool deck because they would give us free Bud Light like once a day. But it would be in like, <laughs> it would be in like a, a certain spot every single day. But they would have unlimited Bud Light for like one hour a day, each day, because it was a Bud Light party cruise. And so that everyone was so wasted and then would just run. And we were so bloated that whole trip because it was like all we were drinking was the free Bud Light. And we it was a lot. It was a lot, but it was a good old time. Uh, then we cut to Lisa's event for Jack. She didn't invite everyone. She only invited Meredith and Brooks, and they went. Uh, and then she also invited the person who's there to talk about Mary. And that man was miked and... Like, we all know that that man, he was planned to be there. Producers had to know that he was there. Otherwise, they wouldn't have just filmed this random man talking to Meredith. Because I don't know if you if you pay attention to any of the group events or the parties, there's always people talking to the main housewives, but they never have a mic. They don't show it. They're usually just in the background. These people, it was like they got the lighting team on this man. I, I'm not sure if he was mic'd exactly, but they definitely had the boom in the shot. They definitely got some audio from him. So they either had to have him mic'd or they had the boom right by his mouth. One or the other. But they had this planned. It had to have been planned. And I'm okay with that. Look, if we're going to do this, if we're going to do a TV show, fine. Let's do it. Uh, but I can't imagine Mary's going to be happy. I know she's going to be triggered when this man shows up. And he had just such ominous things to say. And I was like, listen, we need you to say exactly what you mean. Say what you mean and mean what you say young man, because I don't understand what he's even saying. He's like, just be careful. It was also ominous. Just be careful. I was at the church and, you know, and it was like, no, I don't know. Tell me. I need to understand. Need to understand. Now, uh, Lisa didn't invite Jen to her son's event because uh, she is sneaky. And Jen's pissed about that. She goes over to Heather Gay's house and she's pissed because her aunt adopted kids. So Jen Shaw is like, well, why would you have an adoption event? And you know that my aunt adopted kids, which is a, a really loose thread. <laughs> that was making me laugh too. Cause that was like, that was Jen playing housewife, right? Like that was Jen being like, well, I'm a housewife. She's a housewife. She didn't invite me to the event. 
And so she was trying to find a reason to be mad about it. And she's like, well, my aunt adopted kids and Lisa knew that. And I was like, okay, we're playing fast and loose. We're all just trying to find the threads. (laughs) And she says, I'm so tired of trusting people and being screwed. So we're trying to find ways to be mad at people. Meanwhile, Jenny's not even in this episode. And I don't quite understand. It's almost like Jenny is the Mary of season two. Remember last season, Mary was in her closet the whole time. Now season uh, two, or in season one, that was Mary. In season two, now we got Jenny. Never around. The only time we're seeing Jenny is when she's yelling at that nightmare husband who wants to have another child, and she doesn't. And it's like uh, Dewey, that asshole Dewey, Dick Dewey, he uh, is the only time we're seeing Jenny. And then Jenny's never around the group. It's like, did they film all of her scenes separately? I sort of feel like that might have happened. I kind of feel like Jenny was added late or something, which production-wise, I'd like to figure that out. Maybe next season we don't have a main cast member who's just filming willy-nilly after everyone else filmed, because it seems at this point Jenny's so separate from everyone, and I don't understand. She's like barely in this cast. She's not showing up to any. She was at the one. She was at a couple group events, but it still just seems. Doesn't it seem like she's separate? I knew she was at the ice fishing. She was at that tubing event that none of them wanted to do. But it's still, I don't know, the cat, I, I don't understand. It feels like she's separate. Anyway, at Jack's event, I did like his chest purse. You know, I don't know, that's not what you call it, but you know that thing? It's like a fanny pack for the chest. And I just got one of those because I've been seeing a, a lot of people are wearing them. And I hope I find someone to wear it, uh, somewhere to wear it to because I just got a chest purse. I, I mean, that's not what they call it. I don't think you can go somewhere and, and get a chest purse. But you guys know what I'm saying. It, it like crosses the chest, a cross body. But it's for men. <laughs> I'm going to call it a chest purse. We're just calling it a chest purse from now on. That's what it is. But you guys know what I mean. It's a fanny pack for the chest. I don't, what do they call them? I feel like they call them something, right? Anyway, I got one for my birthday. And I'm going to wear it somewhere. I don't know where. So Cameron is this man who, with the Mary connection. He says, you used to attend Mary's church. He said, the church is harmful. He says, I hope for healing for everyone. It's like, what the fuck does that mean? It's so set up. Lisa thinks that Cameron has experienced real trauma, but she's like, I don't want to talk about it tonight. And it's like, well, you brought him here. Like, obviously you want to talk about it. And that's what's funny to me is like, Lisa's trying to play like her hands are clean. And it's like, <laughs> it's like you invited, the, you didn't invite anyone else to this event. You like only invited Meredith and then this man who's there to talk shit about Mary. And I, it's so fishy, of course, that it just happened after she had the big feud with Mary. She had the fight about, oh, with Mary about Googling. And then Lisa's like, okay, I'm going to set her up now. And she's setting her up. It's a setup. In the words of Whitney, it's a setup. This is a setup. I'm getting set up. She's trying to set me up. I have the no, chill. No. She's trying to set me up. Lisa's trying to set up Mary. Setting her up. Setting up Mary. Anyway, you guys, that's uh, the Real House Salt Lake City. Shall we dive into Potomac? Let's take a quick break here, and we'll be back with more. All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like, I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy an experienced local Redfin agent, 
can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. Chris, did you try and holler at me? That's a straight up lie. Shut up. Lies from the pits of hell. I'm insecure. Where you hear lying talk about he tossed your salad, he tossed your salad, he tossed your salad, he tossed your salad. No. Your nasty hood. I'm a hood rat. Yes. Okay, your mama. How is the way that you respond to people working for you? If you cannot handle someone orating. Orating. Okay, I'm just going to say it. I believe that Candace has the word of the day calendar. She's got a great vocabulary, that young lady. She really does. She uses words every episode that I'm like, oh my God, that's a good word. And I wonder, I used to do a word of the day calendar. And it helped me so much in everyday conversation. I need to get one back, and whether by my email or a physical calendar, because it really helps you use language. Because otherwise, it's like these words. And Candace, maybe she just knows them and she's good, but I feel like I, it's a reminder to me that I need a word of the day calendar because she's got some great language, that young lady. And by the way, I do think that her and Ashley are now friends. I saw some social media thing somewhere. I don't remember where it was or what it was from, but I saw something that her and Giselle and Ashley, they were all to get to dinner together, so I think they're good. Uh, but that was just a little clip from the reunion trailer that played. We got Nicki Minaj. It's a four-part reunion, so it's going to be like three parts, and then Nicki Minaj is there for one whole part. The thing that I'm most excited about is this part, which reminded me of uh, me talking about my Olive Garden waiter. He tossed your salad. He tossed your salad. He tossed your salad. He tossed your salad. <laughs> And then Dr. Wendy's also got the big ass postcard. She got went to Kinko's and got the text messages with Robin Juan Dixon. Uh, she got them blown up. I'm very excited about that. So I can't wait for this reunion. I'm excited. Chris, it seems like not all of the husbands are there. It seems like Chris is there and then G's there. And the other men have already realized like this is a losing game, which uh, finally, it's about time they realize that because none of the men ever look good at these reunions. Chris is still showing up, though, inexplicably. It's like, Chris, stop showing up. And he apparently has got some drama with Dorothy again. They're not speaking. And so it's like, Chris, well, what are you doing showing up at this reunion talking about the mother-in-law? Like, if he just stayed off the show, then maybe it would be good. But I, I don't know. And the men, if they're not getting paid, then they shouldn't, sh- like, get out of there. What are you doing? I don't understand that at all. We saw this episode one, too. He just stopped filming at a certain point. He's like, oh, I'm going to look like shit on camera. I'm going to leave. And by the way, I have to, again, repeat that they hate each other, Robin and Juan, with every ounce of their being. That man does not care for his uh, soon-to-be wife. And we know in the end of the episode... They don't have a wedding date set up, and I don't think they will have a wedding date set up because he hates her. Okay, everyone, if you're watching the same show I am, you will see it in his eyes. He despises her, and I don't even think she likes him that much. I think he likes she likes him a little more than he likes her, but that man does not care for her. The way he looked at Michael Darby, Demon Darby, had more love in his eyes than I ever saw him look at Robin. So I don't understand that, and I love one, a gorgeous young man. I mean, when I was looking at him in that I'm embellished warehouse or whatever that was, hashtag I'm embellished. <laughs> what was that sign? Where do you even get that sign? I, I feel like that hashtag sign, hashtag I'm embellished, that probably costs a lot of money to get made. 
and she's just decorating with that. Doesn't look good. But anyway, he was looking so good in that scene. So incredible, Juan. I almost was so distracted by his good looks that I didn't see that he was uh, looking at Robin with daggers in his eyes because he hates her. I mean, truly despises her. Not even just a little bit of dislike. It's like you could see it in his eyes. At least in that scene, maybe things are different now in real time. But in that scene, he definitely hated her, never wanted to see her again. And they're talking about having another kid. I'm like, you guys cannot have another kid because you hate each other and you should not procreate again. You got the kids, maybe just figure out how to not hate each other and then you work out the kid later, do another kid later or something. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I do want to say this episode, one of the things I noticed in the intro shot, you know, when we're doing the taglines and all of that kind of stuff, I do think we need to update that next season. Bravo, if you're listening, I would just love it if you guys could take the time, the money. I know it's extra cost in the budget, but it seems like we need to update that because some of the looks are so outdated. It's like Candace doesn't even look like Candace in that opening shot. Ashley looks totally different. They all look completely different because they've had their glow-ups. And we've been doing that same opening for a couple seasons now. And so even Wendy's, Wendy's got the new happy in the nest. So maybe we just need to update that next season. I know it costs money. I'm sorry. Maybe we get them in front of a green screen and throw them in a dress. Just do it real quick. We don't got to do anything fancy. Just those opening shots would love it if we could get something new. Because some of the people, I'm like, who even is that? I like, I can't even, that doesn't even look like Robin or whoever. They just look different. Oh, and by the way, this is going to be controversial. Some of you guys are going to be so surprised. But I do have to say, I believe, although Giselle gives us like these crazy, wacky fashions, I do believe that her at the vow renewal for Karen and Ray, I think that was the best, one of the best times Giselle has ever looked. I thought she looked stunning, except for the shoes. I mean, except for the shoes. I mean, she got the boot on and then the other foot had the tennis shoe on. So like, if you just cut it off at the knees... I think that's the best Giselle ever. Her makeup, her hair, everything looks stunningly perfect. And we know she's a gorgeous woman. But when I saw her at that Valorant, I was like, this is the best Giselle has ever looked, in my opinion. She looked amazing. And so I just wanted to start this off by giving her props because I thought it was great. And that whole event at the warehouse, which everyone was walking in and was like, where the fuck are we? Like, what is this place? And it was a very strange venue, and it looked like it was well off the beaten path of Potomac. I'm not even sure what city that was in, but... It looked like an IX center. Back in Cleveland, we had this place called an IX center. And yes, they throw events there and stuff, but I don't know that you'd have a wedding there. And inside, it looked pretty and great and whatever. But I did understand the stairs and then the outside. It just was a strange venue. And it was like a whole wedding she was throwing there. I mean, she had the full gown. I was surprised for a vow renewal. It seemed like a lot. She got Macy Gray to sing there. She tried to say goodbye and she choked, uh, in the words of Macy Gray. Wasn't that a song? That was her song. I try to say goodbye and a joke. Try to walk away and I stumble. And I was worried, actually, that both Giselle and Karen were going to stumble at that event because Giselle was in the boot. So I thought, uh-oh, you better try to walk away and not stumble. And then Karen with the dress, too, she looked like she was going to stumble over it. At one point, she was sitting down to have her meal and trying to get her chair in, and the chair was just getting caught in the dress because it was so big. So I hope they were able to try uh, to stumble on out of there without stumbling. You know what I mean? Uh, what else was going on? Oh, so Raven won't be at the wedding because she had a kidney stone or something. Not sure what that was. Uh, we do have the scene between Juan, Michael, Robin, and Ashley. And Ashley says she wants to rev Michael's engine. So then she goes to bring him to see Juan. <laughs> which, <laughs> You guys, what is going on? What is going on here with this whole thing? 
Because honestly, beforehand, I always just sort of thought like Demon Darby, like, yes, he had a crush on Juan, but who amongst us doesn't? So I understood it. But now watching this scene, I was like, actually, I think like Juan sort of likes Mike Demon Darby as well. Like, cause he lit up more than I've seen him lit up with Robin. And then Ashley, like, just seems to understand it because she said in her confessional, you know, I want to rev his engine. So we decided to do a double date. And it's like, well, if my boyfriend had a crush on somebody else, I don't know that I would want to, I don't know, have lunch with that other person to rev his engine about the other person. Like, I want him to rev his, I want to rev his engine about me. Does that make sense? And here it looked like uh, they were both in love, those two gentlemen, which no shade to that. You know, we're gay friendly here on the podcast. I'm a big gay myself. So, you know, everyone should toss whoever salad they want. He tossed your salad. He tossed your salad. He tossed your salad. He tossed your salad. <laughs> we support it. Support whatever salads you want to toss, you toss them, whether that be at the Olive Garden or in bed at a Motel 6 on a Friday night. You do it. Sex positive here. It just is strange to me, and I don't understand. We got to figure out why Juan likes Demon Darby because uh, what's that about? That's an iconic investigation if there ever was one. We need to do a little. <laughs> we need an iconic investigation about why Juan likes Demon Darby. We need to get to the bottom of this because I don't understand it. I don't get it because Michael, he is not a good human being. Over and over again, we've seen him not be a good human. Over and 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 over again. We've seen Demon Darby being the worst human on this program and one of the worst on Bravo. And yet Juan looks at him with a glean in his eye. And Michael's talking about how he hates Candace and Chris. And then he talks about whether or not Chris is getting payment for being the manager. And then there's so much tension between Juan and Robin, you could cut it with a knife. And then Robin asks Michael if people think he's a grandpa. I mean, the whole lunch was really strange. And I actually thought that Michael like wasn't allowed to film with the other people because he's been grabbing the butts of everyone and all that kind of stuff. You know, there's been tons of stuff that he's done inappropriately, yet he's still on this program. So I thought all this season, because Michael wasn't around the group, I thought he wasn't actually allowed to film. But they, I thought they weren't allowed to say that. But then here he comes sitting down with Robin and Juan. So I was like, oh, he is filming with some of the group. But then how and why? How and why? is what I'm asking, how and why. We do have a scene with Candace signing with E1 Nashville. He, She's with Chris and Dorothy. The album already came out. And E1, the people that they're meeting with, just tells Dorothy how beautiful she is. And that's all you got to do for Dorothy. She's like, okay, she's all in. She's all smiles, and I love that. And Candace tells E1 that she shines on social media, and then they cut to Andy calling her a disaster on social media. And then... <laughs> But Candace, as she was signing this deal, I do have to say, she said she's always been singing into a hairbrush. And I just thought, me too. Who has? I mean, I hate when people say that on these shows. Because I understand that's a dream, but every young child sings into a hairbrush. I mean, there's very few, if any, that aren't sitting singing in a hairbrush. It doesn't mean they're going to be the next uh, Donna Summer or whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just like, well, we're all... Uh, I was singing in a hairbrush as if it was so different than anybody else. I was like, well... And I don't believe that it's much different. I think every human being sings into a hairbrush one time in their lives. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, then we have that scene with Robin and Juan at the hat warehouse. And he he laughed at her dirty car when he showed up. He just hates her with every ounce of his being. He hates that sign that says, I'm embellished. Uh, she says he doesn't change diapers, and that's when he storms out. I was really focused on that ass shaking because he looked good. Did he not look so good? I mean, Juan in that scene is so good. So I don't know that he just storms out and he says, uh, 
it's never about what Robin didn't do. And I need more information. Like, what does he feel about that? He was sort of dropping little crumbs about like how Robin was when the kids were born. Then we cut to the vow renewal. Ray walks in. He's like, where the fuck am I? Like, what is this vow renewal in the warehouse? It's so much. I don't think Ray even realized how big of an event this vow renewal would be. Meanwhile, Brashan from the Real Houses of New York was there. I was like, what's Brashan doing there? It's, uh, Karen's friend. She didn't get a talk at all in the episode. They just did show her. They put a little title up. But Brashan is there. And uh, everyone else is there. Escala's there, which Escala, we got to talk about how Escala's at the reunion because it looked like she's sitting there most of the time in the reunion trailer. But it's like, what did, what does she need to be there for? Cause she didn't really do much. I mean, God bless. She looks amazing at the reunion uh, stage, but I just don't really understand why. What did she, she wasn't involved in, I don't believe not one argument. Not one, was she? Unless I mean, not one that's important. I don't know. Uh, they do compare this venue to Candace's wedding venue, and that made me laugh because Candace's was just totally different. Uh, Wendy's still not good with Robin and Jizzy. Jizzy uh, says she's went on a date with the 34-year-old, but she won't tell producers. She says it's not your business, and it's like it is their business. Okay, you're on a reality show. We need to know who this man is, 34-year-old man. Uh, then they all sit down there eating, and Michael talks about how he doesn't wear a ring. Juan doesn't either, you guys. What's happening? Why? Uh, what's happening? What's happening? I mean, I understand people don't wear rings. I just worry because of these people in particular not wearing rings. Do you get what I mean? I think it's okay. Do whatever you want to do. I'm not one to to judge whether you wear a ring or not if you're married. However, with these two, being that Michael Demon Darby has slept with half of Potomac and uh, grabbed everyone's ass, maybe we need to con- concern ourselves with him wearing a ring. Maybe it's something that he should be doing. I don't know. Uh, Macy does perform and Ray, right before she performs, Ray announces to everyone, this is Macy's new song, Sugar Baby. And then Bravo corrected him on screen and they say, it's Sweet Baby from 2001. (laughs) That made me laugh. And then Michael, Demon Darby showed up after Macy Gray performed. And I believe that's because Macy probably had on her contract that she specifically wouldn't film with Demon Darby. Right. Like, that's what I was led to believe. Like, Macy's like, okay, I'll sing my song from 2001, but not with that demon there. That's what I believe. And then let's see Candace and Chris and Michael. They all fight. Candace said something interesting. She said, Michael's not morally good enough for Ashley. That was fascinating to me because now, as I said on social media, I saw that they're uh, friendly now or they seem to be in cahoots on social media. So, uh, I do think it's interesting that Candace, that's what she was pointing out, that not she hates Ashley for once. She was saying, I don't think Michael's good enough for Ashley. And I thought that left a little window open for the relationship. And honestly, I'd like to see those two work it out because I think I think they need to work it out. Uh, Juan eventually does get up and leaves. He takes an Uber because he hates his uh, soon-to-be wife. And uh, Michael says to Ashley, they're dancing. He's like, you're the whole package, which grossed me out. It really did gross me out. Oh, did we wrap up the Michael and Chris fight? Yeah, they fought. I don't know. I'm sort of tired of that fight, too. I'm just sort of over it. Michael and Chris, they hate each other. And that's it. I feel like we've done all we could with those two. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Then we get all our title shots. So Ashley uh, wraps up the season. She wants another kid, and she doesn't want Demon Darby to do any movie making, which I think Hollywood feels the same, ladies. Am I right? (laughs) Mia, she's building a new house. It says the budget is not going to be low on the new house. Giselle's practicing being emotionally available. Wendy's working on a memoir and a candle line, and it says not just one wick. Not just one wick. I have the chills. We're going to get all the wicks out of Wendy. Wendy Wick. 
right? We're going to get all the Wendy Wicks in the world. I can't wait. We're going to not just get the one wick. Now we're going to get the three wick. And I told you, I got to try out these wicks. I got to try out the candles. But now I might wait for the three wick, the four wick, the five wick out of Wendy. Wendy Wick. Uh, then we get Candace release the album or Chris and Dorothy are not speaking. Escala's there. She didn't get a title card. And Karen, uh, her title card said Hugers are in their honeymoon phase. And I love that Karen just everything's a phase for her. I love it. She also did a new tourism video for Surrey in Surrey. I was proud of her for that. Robin moved into the new house. No wedding date. Uh, but Michael has leads on bachelor party venues. And you guys, what the fuck is going on there? I just feel like it's really crazy. When you really stop back, step back and take a look at the Juan, Michael, Robin, Ashley of it all. Like, what the fuck? It's a lot of, what the fucks? Like, I don't understand what's happening there. And then the episode ends. We get the reunion trailer with Nicki Minaj's voiceover. Uh, She says, Eddie was following a bunch of booty models. We hear in the voiceover, which I'm curious about that. I didn't know about him following a bunch of booty models. Then uh, there's this whole thing about Candace and Ashley's foreheads. Wendy's got that big Kinko board. There's more Jamal Tax stuff. Chris comes out pissed. Wendy's shouting about salad tossing. And then I'm surprised, actually, Wendy's next to Andy. She brought it this season. Dr. Wendy came. Class was in session. She understood the assignment. And she came. I thought Wendy had the best season. I love me some Dr. Wendy. I love that she came in. Now she's got the Kinko's board. She's understanding it all. And it's cr- crazy that she's got the big-ass board with the text messages. But I love it. I love it. And then yelling about the tossed salad. He tossed your salad. He tossed your salad. He tossed your salad. He tossed your salad. That's bringing it, ladies and gentlemen. But I'm shocked that Garen's not next to Andy. The Grand Dame, usually it's always Giselle and Karen, and now it's Wendy next. Did I see that incorrectly? I think it's Wendy next to Andy, right? Yeah, maybe I didn't. Yeah, she's next to Andy, I think, in that. Did I look at it wrong? Anyway, then uh, we see Nikki walking up, and it looks like the women are surprised. I don't think they knew that Nicki Minaj was showing up. And there she does, just walks in a frame, and we're seeing Nicki Minaj. Very excited about the whole trailer, or the whole reunion. It starts next week. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Next week, not only do we get, so Sunday night next week's going to be crazy because we're going to get the reunion, part one. And we're going to get the Jen Shaw Beauty Lab and Laser Arrest FBI situation happening. It's all going to be in one night. That's television. Must see TV. And for those of you out there, people say Housewives is over, Bravo's on the decline. Well, I just point to next Sunday when it looks like a stellar evening of television. Not to mention we got all the other great shows on. HBO's got Curb Your Enthusiasm, Insecure, and Succession. You guys, I'm I'm in heaven. Sunday nights are a lot. Sunday nights are a lot. Uh, what else? You guys uh, pre-order my book. It's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all the places. You can get the uh, link in the episode description. Then uh, find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino. Check out my holiday podcast. It's called A Very Merry Iconic Podcast. My co-host Jenna Brister and I, we recap holiday movies. So we did a Halloween episode and now we'll be diving into Christmas movies. And there, we're on season three. You can listen to our old episodes there now. But if you like Christmas movies, uh, check out our podcast, A Very Merry Iconic Podcast. We have so much fun and we just sort of loosely talk about the movies. And then we mostly just chat about whatever, but uh, we do use the movies as sort of a template, all the holiday movies. So we covered Hocus Pocus for our Halloween episode, and coming up we have some Vince Vaughn Christmas movies, which are totally unhinged. We are covering Home Alone 2 this year, and all sorts of good stuff. So check us out there. Uh, I love you all so much for listening. I want to thank ACAST. If you want all episodes of Everything Iconic, go to ACAST.com slash Everything Iconic. And wherever you listen to the podcast, please hit uh, subscribe or follow subscribe or follow so you get all of the episodes. A lot of people ask me because uh, the podcast, sometimes they're late to upload to certain services, but you always get the episodes right away if you hit subscribe or follow. So if you're on Spotify, if you listen to this podcast there or Apple Podcast or wherever it is, hit subscribe and follow so you get all of the episodes. Okay, that's all we have to say. Shall we do our cheesy little cool down? Let's take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Love you all so much for listening. Uh, Stay safe, and we will talk later this week. And happy Halloween or happy November if you're listening this November 1st. Love you all so much.